Oh my gosh, I am super duper excited today, dear podcast listener and viewer, to be introducing an actual larger-than-life character, a sort of positivity legend. Uh, he's a relentless, he's got an iconic outfit. I mean, my hat gives you a clue, but check it out. He's got the famous catchphrase, which is, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Such a superhero. I'll tell you how much of a superhero he is. This guy is counted to infinity twice. Okay, he gave Mona, ne Mona Lisa that smile. So I bring you all the way from the North Pole, the one, the only, Santa Claus! Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Oops, I did it again, Dr. Andy. It's great to be here in the flesh, so to speak. I hear that you're a bit of a happiness guru yourself. I have been studying happiness for a lot of years, Santa, because I wanted to be happier. Um, but I think before we start on those maybe happiness themes for Christmas this year, I've heard on the grapevine, right, is it true that Superman actually owns a pair of Santa Claus pyjamas? Is that true? Oh, goodness me, what can I say? It does give me great pleasure that Clark and Lois do snuggle up in their uh, Santa Jim Jams every now and again. You see, I think that's really cool, because that makes you the ultimate superhero, right? Because you are the superheroes at superhero. So I guess that really, what I'm getting at is, doesn't that make happiness and kindness the greatest superpowers of all time? Oh, I see what you did there, Doc. We're straight into your pet subject, aren't you? Well, yes, I have to agree. We've always known that the quickest way to make yourself happy is to do a good deed for somebody else. It's an instant hit of dopamine. They're happy, you're happy, which is why I find Christmas a little frustrating. You, you, Santa, find Christmas frustrating. Why? Ah, well, it's all these special days, actually. Mental Health Awareness Day, International Kindness Day, Check on Your Neighbor Day, Be Nice to the Marsupials Day. Christmas Day. These are not to be celebrated for a day and then forgotten every day. <laughs> be nice to marsupials every day, Santa. I couldn't agree more, sir. Uh, and all the other stuff, I agree, yeah. Peace, goodwill, kindness, love, respect, being a nice human being. These are the basics. If we got these right, then happiness would be on the rise. Instead of, you know... Well, have you noticed it as well, big man? Yeah, is that I've been picking it up um, on the grapevine here and everywhere I go, that happiness is in short supply this year. I mean, we've got the war in Ukraine, we've got politicians a bit crazy, we've got a cost of living crisis, we've got exhaustion. Kind of people got through the pandemic and then now we're all burnt out. Heating bills are rising. Mate, I call it the age of anxiety. There's a lot of worry and stress out there, Santa. Oh, don't get me started on heating bills. <laughs> the North Pole at this time of year, it's a windy, snowy, bleak place. The whole Santa operation has gone carbon neutral, so we're off gas and coal. We're powered by reindeer poop. Stack it up, it gives off heat and natural gas. And we've got a whole team working on penguin farts. This little blight is a very gassy. Let's be all that oily fish. All right, let's, bring you, let's get off penguin farts, Santa, bring you back to the subject of happiness. With people with people struggling with their bills this year, uh, seriously, I thought we might like to maybe conjure up some top happiness tips that are free. Oh, gosh, that's lemon squeezy. I don't know what your research says, Doc, but as the superhero of happiness, I'm telling you that relationships matter. It's not about gifts. It's about connection with real people, I might add. In your PhD, did you look at the Dunbar number? I, of course I did, Santa. Uh, Robin Dunbar, I think Malcolm Gladwell looked at it as well. It's, it's a long story. It's got a backstory. I don't want to bore the viewers with the backstory, but it's about primates living in groups of 150. But if you apply it to humans... 
150 is the headline number of relationships where you can say hi to people, you can nod to them, and you know who they are. But the actual magic number in terms of relationships, the Dunbar number is something like it's about five or six people. So most people, you've got, we've all got about five or six people who are the core of our life. The sort of, you spend about 40% of your life with six people. And then there's about another six, a slightly extended circle that you spend another sort of 20% of your life with those. So a massive chunk of most people's life is spent with about 12 people. And I think these inner core, um, instead of, you know, trying to cultivate millions of followers online, in terms of your happiness is you should be cultivating real life relationships with those 12 people. So hang on, you're saying that we spend about two thirds of our time with these 12 people. For me, that's Mrs. Claus and 11 elves. No wonder I'm on oh, blood pressure pills. Yeah, well, bingo, big man. That, that, I mean, that's why... Um, I, let me give you some stats, right? So it's, this is in The Economist, so it's, uh, which is a fairly believable magazine. It says something like, um, like people being addicted to their phones. 72% of people look at their phone very first thing. Like when the alarm goes, bleary-eyed, they're on the phone. Something like 64% of people get feel stress and anxiety when their phone battery dips below 20%, all right? Uh, 45% of people have texted somebody in the same room as them. So I think that what we're becoming addicted to social connection, whereas what we really should be doing is getting addicted to real-life human being, eye-to-eye contact with your 12 people. Oh, Doc, that's such a good point. The modern world is all well and good, but I can't help but noticing we're more connected to the people on the front of a Lomag than we are our own neighbours. We're living in communities of strangers. We're digitally connected, but socially isolated. Oh, that sounds like a good tweet. Hashtag, I'll hashtag that later on, Santa. That's a cracker. Look, we can blame society for our ills. And I don't, I don't, I'm not anti-social media uh, if you're using it for the right reasons in the right way. But my point is it doesn't really matter what anybody else is doing. It matters what you're doing. So we have to take personal responsibility. So here's, here's a beautiful thing. Uh, I call, it's called the 10-5 principle. So simple, Santa, right? And I'm sure you do it anyway, but let's share it with the listeners and viewers. So the 10-5 principle, if I get this right, it says something like, anybody who comes within 10 feet of you, Santa, you, you smile and you make eye contact. But anybody who comes within five feet of you, you say hi. Hi. Good. So that's the 10-5 principle. Let me say again. Anybody within 10 feet of you, smile and make eye contact. Anybody within 5 feet of you, you, you say hi. And what that does is, and that's a really, really very simple top tip. It doesn't cost a bean. But what it does, instead of walking along through your village or your town or your town centre, scrolling on your phone, bumping into lampposts, you're actually making eye contact. You're passing a little bit of a, creating a bit of a happiness ripple. So the 10-5 principle, free and very positive. Yes, yes, I get it. But Dr. Andy, if, if you don't mind, if I check my Prezi wish list here, just a second, <laughs> there's new things arriving all the time. Here's a fresh one. Dear Santa, please can I have a new Xbox? Because my old one is six months old. And another, dear Mr. Claus, please send my brother latest FIFA game because he needs to practice. Dear Mr. Claus, my classmates are laughing at me because my phone is rubbish. Christy, please, can I have an iPhone 14 and all-you-can-eat data contract for two years? That's from Ivan, age three and a half. <laughs> I mean, what happened to a hula hoop, a satsuma, a lump of coal when I was a lad? Calm, calm yourself, calm yourself, Santa. This is a happiness podcast. It's not an anger management podcast. Right, we've accidentally created it. See it seriously. We've accidentally created quite a deep-seated problem. 
Um, in fact, it's so deep-seated, it's like we can't see it. We've got things the wrong way around. We think that when we've got enough, then we'll be content. So like when I get a new phone or a bigger house or a new TV or faster broadband or the latest trainers or a new kitchen or a bigger house, then I'll be content. So in psychology, we call it hedonic, the hedonic treadmill. And it's it's like one of those gym treadmills, you know, big fella, like when you, you, you run like hell and you sweat and you chase and 30 minutes later, you've gone nowhere. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, maybe you need to get a gym, Santa, to get yourself fit for next week. Whereas what happens is most people think that when they have enough, they'll be content. So they chase and they chase and they chase. But if you look around at society, people are exhausted, right? They, they'll die on the hedonic treadmill. They'll die chasing more. Whereas the truth is the opposite way around. When you're content, you have enough. So when you're content, you have enough. And when you're content... You have enough. So if I can find contentment, the chase is over. Bingo, Santa Claus. That's kind of what I was saying. Um, I mean, let me give, let me put it into perspective. I don't know. I know you fly around all over the place. I drive around right in my car, and I keep driving past these massive self storage warehouses. So what what us humans have is that we we have these they're everywhere in every town now there's four in my hometown these huge self storage places and every time I drive past one of these places I kind of do a double take because what I think it means is that we've accumulated so much stuff that's failed to make us happy that now we're renting a space center to put to put that stuff right so that we can create some space at home so we can buy some more stuff that's ultimately going to fail to make us happy yeah so that's really what I'm really talking about is gratitude. Right. Well, gratitude indeed. Dare to step off the treadmill. The chase is over. I think I can give myself a Christmas break. True happiness is about looking around at what you've already got and marvelling at that. For example, I'm very lucky to have Mrs. Claus. Yeah, well, you've got Mrs. Claus, you've got the elves. Uh, I've got, uh, well, in the human world, we've got the NHS, we've got the health service, we've got education, we've got fresh air, we've got a beautiful day outside today. I've got a car, I've got a fridge full of food. My new sledge is rather good. It's a hybrid. You've got a hybrid yes, sledge. Powered by coal and elf fart. Superb. Not to 60 in 3.4 seconds. Two-hour recharge time. Excellent. That's good, Santa. That's right. very good. Come okay. to the globe and twice as fast. Good. You see? I mean, carbon neutral as well. I love it. But I think, I think Santa, I t I'll tell you what, shall we finish with, we, I know we did a podcast last year and we talked about the seven-second hugging. Did you, did you try the seven-second hug before we remind everybody what it actually is? Any results? Well, Mrs. Claus doesn't like to get too physical these days, Dr. Andy, so by about second three, things were starting to deteriorate. But the elves, they love a good snuggle, and would, yeah, I won't lie, it went a little longer than seven seconds. Seven seconds, right, because, a bit of science, Santa, the, the average hug, if you're a huggy person, which, which I didn't used to be, but I am now, the average hug lasts 2.1 seconds, which is, I think that's better than nothing. So if you watch huggy people or you are a huggy person, it'll be like one, two, finish. So that's how long an average hug will last. And I know you were good at those anyway, but last year we shared the seven second hug. So the truth is for, for the love to transfer between two people, Santa, a hug actually needs to last seven seconds or longer. And as you just demonstrated, that is quite a long time. It's very long time. Um, 
Now, obviously, don't count out loud. That's what we warned last year because that does it just it gets if you're like one, two, three. That does kind of spoil the effect, and they do start wriggling, don't they? Yes, I capped it down, which made it even worse. <laughs> she thought something was going to happen. <laughs> Poor woman, never recovered. I tell you that. So they do start wriggling. So they're expecting two. You're going to give seven. They start wriggling on four. But I kind of quite like the wriggle because that means. And by the way, we're back to the Dunbar number, Santa. Right, remember that special number we spoke about about five minutes ago that you've already forgotten. There'll be about twelve people in your life. All right, so this isn't. I'm not talking going seven second hugging strangers in the park because that's weird. We don't want kids doing that. Right, but with you twelve people, which will be really close family, really close friends. This Christmas, you are very likely to be seeing all of those twelve people. And even if you're a non-hugger, I think my advice, and hoping you're backing me up, is to give the gift of a seven second hug with the people you love. I think that's a rather good gift, and it's quite easy to deliver on the old sledge, if you know what I mean. And it's free, Santa. I mean, in a cost of living crisis, it's a, it's a cracking top tip. And you know what? There's a really serious point underlining all of this, because obviously we've been about two and a half years into a pandemic, and we've had a year of lockdown, a year of social isolation and social distancing. The truth, Santa, and there's no laughs in this, is that human beings, we are social creatures. So I think what... People really need people. Need people. It's it's as simple as that. Uh, isolation kills people. In fact, there's lots of academic research that shows that social isolation is like as bad for your physical health as smoking forty cigarettes. So actually, you know, people need people. So treat them to a seven second hug is a beautiful top tip. Well, I've got some good tips already, Doctor Adney. Investing in gratitude, people, hugs. Goodness me, what a Christmas it's going to be. Um, I've got in my notes you were going to mention your little shop at happiness at this point. Uh, but you've got to shut yourself at the front, Doctor. No one needs gifts. <laughs> you've done this whole podcast thing, flown me in from MP1, and you're not going to sell a single book, calendar, poster, or T-shirt, are you? That's okay, Santa. I'm quite comfortable with that. This is... Um, I can't, I'll just do a tiny little plug just to say Happy Christmas and a Happy New Year to all our um, customers all the people that follow our podcasts and that follow us on social media. We're here if you need us. So in 2023 and 2024 and 2025, if you want a keynote or a workshop, if you're in a school or a business and you want something a little bit different, that's a little bit fun, that's got science at its heart, Santa, because we are science-based, evidence-based, but with all the big words removed. And I think that in a world that's been battering us, it's really important that we know how to look after our own mental health. So I leave it with that. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a Merry Christmas from me. Ho, ho, ho. Enjoy some time off. You've earned them. Oh, and happy hugging. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, goodness, Addy. I couldn't go to seven seconds, but my back, it's the, the new hybrid's got suspension. Oh, God, we've finished filming now. But goodness me, I've got to dash. Rudolph's, he's double parked at that fancy, fancy car park over the road. So maybe we could do this again next time. Out of season, Malik is lovely at this time. Good idea, Santa. I must be Good idea, Santa. Cheers, Santa. Thanks for your time, mate.